Hello everyone, welcome to another Harry Potter Lexicon Minute. This is Steve Vanderark, the creator of the Harry Potter Lexicon website. Pottermore is no more. I guess having the name Potter in the title was too limiting, since now the website is called Wizarding World, and encompasses the Fantastic Beasts films as well as the Potter books and films. My reaction? Whatever. I love the original Pottermore for Rowling's writing. I love the story artwork from the Potter series, since those illustrations actually matched the descriptions in the books, and were reported to be verified by Rowling herself. For me, Pottermore was a worthy successor to Rowling's very creative original website, although that one felt like the author was personally communicating with us fans. But when Pottermore changed to become just another fan site, I was very disappointed. The content was trite and uninteresting to anyone over the age of 18. Often the writers demonstrated less understanding of Rowling's created world than we normal fans did, even with their supposed connection to the author. Quite frankly, I stopped visiting the site. And now it's the Wizarding World. I've spent some time poking around, and I am just as unimpressed as I was with the second iteration of Pottermore. The site seems to have even less content than it used to, and a lot of things are either broken. I mean, when I click the button to join the new fan club, I'm just taken to my profile. Or listed as coming soon, which is very bad website design. If it wasn't ready, you shouldn't have switched it on for public viewing. So again, whatever. But about the fan club, I do want to join. If for no other reason than I've been a massive Potter fan since 1998, and I figure if anyone should be in the Harry Potter fan club, it's me. Maybe I'm already signed up, since I do have the Wizarding World app installed on my phone. I have yet to discover any of the uh, spellbinding new content which was promised, however. I did find some short bits of writing which rehash facts and content which any fan will already know. I also saw a film clip or two, but those are hardly new content. Still stuck with whatever. That is, until I saw this whole subscription thing. It's called Wizarding World Gold, and I will say I'm intrigued. I don't know if I'm sold. I could get two Wizarding World loot crates for about the same price, and those have a lot cooler stuff in them. But the gold subscription does offer some interesting things. And most of them, though, are just not for me. You see, I don't collect much Potter memorabilia myself, so I'm not going to be particularly interested in the pins. I already have all the ebooks, so I don't get added value from access to the series through the club. The special events won't be happening anywhere near me here in Texas, and I don't expect to be flying to New York or San Francisco to see Cursed Child anytime soon. So special access or discounts on tickets for those things don't do me any good. As I said, I don't collect Potter memorabilia, so discounts at the Wizarding World shops won't do me much good either. So what has me intrigued? Two things. First of all, the video series called Wizarding World Originals. I've been on the sets of the films... And I was blown away by the craft of filmmaking at such a vast scale on a Potter film. I love learning more about that process. I'm pretty sure I would enjoy that video series. But most of all, I want that journal. It's called Keys and Curios, and oh, just look at that cover. Designed by none other than Mina Lima. I love cool journals, and this one looks awesome. That's one bit of memorabilia I would love to own. However, is it worth 75 bucks? Well... Not for me, no. But I'm a 60-year-old teacher and theater director, and I've been the editor-in-chief of the ultimate source for Potter World Facts for the past 20 years. 
No matter how much I love that journal and want to watch that video series, I have to admit that I'm just not the person they're trying to appeal to. If I had $75 to spend on Potter stuff, I would get two loot crates. But I can easily imagine that this will be a great purchase for a lot of fans. The quality looks really good. Did I mention the cover of the journal? And if I still lived in Britain or regularly shopped for Potter merchandise, I would definitely get good value out of it. And who knows, they do promise that there's more to come. I think the best thing they could do is take a page from Loot Crate's playbook and include some collectibles as imaginative as the things you'll find in there. Shirts and bookends and keychains and props and scarves and pendants and stuffed animals? Well, even I would be tempted. But as for the Visiting World website itself, I expect I'll visit it as often as I visited the second iteration of Pottermore. Which is never. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get two episodes a week in your feed. And please consider leaving a review. It really does help. If you want to explore a Harry Potter website that's packed full of rich canon lore, essays, commentary, timelines, and everything else a true fan could want, including some amazing fan art, visit the Harry Potter Lexicon at www.hp-lexicon.org. And we won't charge you a penny for it. As always, thanks for listening. This is Steve Vanderark, apparating out. Mm-hmm.